0: Hi folks, Chris Foss here from the dot com and Chris com. We're coming here with a wonderful podcast. We're going to be interviewing game developers today. It's going to be really cool. There's a new fun game that we've had out uh that we've been playing with. We've gotten involved in the Discord and everything. We invited the developers to come on the show and tell us more about the game, what their plans are. It's in alpha mode right now. It's called GTF. Oh, that's gtfo and you can go to com to see it uh the developer on it is dot com, and we want to welcome to the show today uh simon vickland simon how you doing i'm good 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 it's glad to glad have to be you here now uh, where oh, are you for... where are you coming to us from by the way in the world stockholm. stockholm, Stockholm, and are you guys largely based in stockholm 10 chambers yeah we're okay. all in, in stockholm yes all right, that's good. So uh, you guys are doing developing this game, and me and my crew, we spent, I don't know, about three or four hours playing this thing, and it's a really cool uh, game setup and everything else that goes into it. The graphics are awesome. The gameplay is fun. Uh, it, do you want to give us a lowdown? Tell us about what the uh, game is about. Uh,
1: yeah, it's it's a four-player uh, cooperative PVE game. Uh, first person shooter game, uh, leaning heavily into, um, you know, horror with, uh, a lot of exploration and, uh, stealth, but also intense, you know, occasionally you get into intense combat as well.
0: Definitely. And there's a strategic aspect too. It's not just running and gunning and shooting, which is kind of something that appealed to me, even though I love to run, gun and shoot. Uh, there's kind of a strategic logical thing where, Sometimes instead of running, gunning, and shooting, you've got to disable enemies that are asleep or, uh, you know, you've got to work around them, you know. not a, yeah. it, it, There's a there's an engagement format in some cases. There's a non-engagement uh, sort of format in other cases. Um, and that's one of the things I really love about the game because it wasn't just run and shoot, and go, oh, go through a bunch of levels, shoot up a bunch of stuff, have fun. There you go. Um, and there's plenty of games in that competitive sphere uh, but the thing that really drew me to GTFO was the graphics are great. The mm-hmm. gameplay is great. The cool, the guns are really cool. <laughs> um, the, the aspect of, and the, and the other things too, is you're, you're kind of, um, what's the right word? You're kind of leaned out on ammo. So yeah. you've got to use clubs. You can't, you can't just cheat your way running, gunning through the thing. You've got to use strategy. You've got to use clubs. Uh, you've got to your ammo's on a on a lean sort of system. So yeah. if you blow your ammo in certain areas that are easy, when you get to hard areas where you need ammo,
1: you're in trouble. <laughs> they become even harder because you don't have any ammo. Yeah.
0: Oh, do they really?
1: The no, because you can't stop. I mean, yeah, you, can't stop you, just, just you just, you start out with a little bit of ammo and you can find some ammo, you know, throughout the yeah. uh, the expeditions, but you're not rewarded with resources by killing the monsters. You don't get yeah. any ammunition or health or anything from killing the monsters. So yeah. It's very, you know, by design, made so that there is no upside to aggravating the monsters if they're sleeping.
0: Yeah. And and uh, you can creep around, you can kill them. It's, it's kind of interesting, the aspect of the sleeping, where if you make too much noise around them, they start to wake up, you can see this heart beating and everybody has to be like, nobody move, don't move, don't... <laughs> it gets tense and i love it i it, it reminds me it reminds me a lot of the movie alien where you're yeah. running around the ship you don't know where anything is you're you're uh you know and and the aliens in it are scary as hell and some of it's it's a little bit of horror and gross
1: yeah yeah <laughs> but definitely we i think that adds to the factor of shock and and the factor of like i don't want to die by these guys yeah exactly I think once we decided that we wanted to make uh, a you know pure co-op game and really push the boundaries of you know cooperative gameplay uh it was sort of a perfect fit to to go into the horror territory because if the game has a scary setting and a scary atmosphere it becomes natural to try to move together and and think more about you know more deliberately you know moving through the environment rather than just running through it and running and gunning sort of so the the atmosphere itself sort of compels you to to think as a team and and what's the storyline i mean why are we sent
0: in here uh what's the storyline on why this uh why this is happening to us and why we're participating in this thing as the characters in the game
1: it is uh mostly um, mysteries as you start the game and we will re- reveal you know details and backstory uh throughout the updates that we'll will uh, release post uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, after the game's been released we'll keep you know supporting it and keep uh expanding the game um so um, as you start out it's mostly mysteries really uh our like, job
0: is to go down there and solve the mysteries and figure stuff out and find yeah, out it's what's sort going it's on.
1: sort of a labor camp sort of set up where you're kept you know prisoners and then you you're sent down forced down into this underground co- complex because your captors uh obviously don't want to go down there because uh you know this dark uh you know uh uh, abandoned underground complex is, is filled with these flesh eating monsters and uh they'd rather send you down there than than go down themselves
0: that's that's pretty evil man and that, and, that just uh, makes you yeah
1: so you don't know who's holding you captive or what their agenda is you don't know what you know where the monsters came from or, or even what the underground complex was used for before it was abandoned and run you know overrun by these monsters so there's a lot of like uh yeah yarn I, to untangle
0: and i like the mixture of like um how the monsters are semi uh, i don't know if they, they're human but they appear to be semi-human like one of the kind of assumptions i made and i don't i don't know if that's we're giving away anything to the game i don't i don't know this for a fact i'm just my assumption but my assumption it was like is these are people who used to work in this area and they they broke open this this uh area or hit into this area of aliens and then you know all shit broke loose and now they're suffering from the disease of becoming these aliens i don't know if that's i don't
1: know if that's what what it is but that's kind of how what i assume it is it is designed to be sort of uh, ambiguous like are mm-hmm. they are they aliens are they you know humans, is yeah. it humans that have been infect infected by something was it something that was you know buried in the in the underground uh you know yeah it could be it could be uh, several different things but at this point we don't want to really reveal anything
0: and then i and then i'm not sure what they call this sort of game mode but basically you go down as a four op for a four player co-op and if you all wipe you all die you go back to the beginning like it's completely like reset yeah
1: yeah Uh, for longer expeditions there will be some sort of a checkpoint Um, that'll be good working on on that so that we can i mean it's it's supposed to be unforgiving but there's a limit you know to where yeah we we we, start rage quitting
0: i think we did it about 20 times and we kept getting deeper every time but yeah it was starting to be it was starting to grind a little bit and you guys do move stuff around so that when you go back through it's not the same exact experience again which is cool but Yeah. yeah it was becoming frustrating it was fun up until about the twentieth time, and then the twentieth time we're like, uh yeah, we need a checkpoint, and it would be great if you made two versions of the game, maybe that's your intent uh you know to make like a hard mode that that has a you know total death wipe, and then you made one for you know weak crappy players <laughs> <laughs>
1: there will be there will be uh difficulty options, and that'll game. be cool, that'll yeah. be cool uh, so, not so conventional guys, ones, but yeah, we'll we we'll, we're gonna explore that because we realize that the game is gonna be quite narrow, uh, and we might want to have you know a little bit more of a uh, width to the uh, potential uh, user base. Yeah, I mean, any game that I've ever played, there are
0: certain aspects or certain things of the game that I get tired of repeating and uh, and just make me want to leave the game. Um, I won't name any. Well, yeah, I won't beat up on anybody um but uh, the cool thing about the game is it starts out and like you say your your captors are slaves and you're being forced onto this drop machine this elevator sort of drop machine that lowers you into this pit and you're greeted by seeing that there's different levels of this underground facility that uh, appear to have been built by humans or or us and uh our job is to go on and and uh, explore those levels Uh, kill enemies, uh, try and find stuff. There's different lockers that you've got to scrounge through or scavenge through, find. Uh, You get ammo, different packs that can help you with your thing. And uh, the whole time you were really lean on ammo and you've got got these special clubs that you can have that are pretty cool looking. And uh, so a lot of times you try and club as much as you can. And then when you get to the shit storms. um, And then what's really cool too that I, I loved is not only there's darkness. And so you've got to kind of find your way around. And, and sometimes you can have enemies like standing right beside you and they're just, and you don't know they're there until their heart starts glowing and start yeah. waking up and you're like, yeah. Ah. And then uh, I like how also there's a suspense factor where when you reach certain doors that you've got to open, um, there's one person on the team who can look inside the room with, uh, I guess, a scanner or radar and yeah. know what's in the room and that just that just adds level of suspense and and
1: crap your pants sort of thing because you're like
0: oh god there's a whole
1: lot of them. <laughs> yeah exactly and that, you you got to rely on that person also yeah. to to give you the you know paint the the picture of what's inside and where yeah. the monsters are because uh, yeah and then you, then you got to work the, the room in a
0: sort of you almost sometimes have to crawl around the room and slowly kill outside guys without waking up the other guys and then if you do then it just gets really crazy and i'm not sure what the correct term of this i heard some people calling them scouts uh we used to call him the tentacle dude or the octopus and he's got these tentacles that are constantly reaching around and i guess if you uh he accidentally touches you he becomes immune
1: i guess and yeah then becomes for, for a few seconds you you can't at that point you can't stop it from screaming yeah and then just the whole thing goes off the rails. <laughs> yeah, it attracts it wakes up all the monsters in the room, but also there will be you know we spawn new monsters, basically yeah. well, that thanks for that. running
0: it is <laughs> for that.
1: that's a, it's it's a cool monster because it visualizes the view cone of the monster in a nice way instead of yeah. you know in in some uh, stealth games. Uh, you get the problem when you, you're supposed to sneak around, uh, you know, guards and stuff, because you don't know exactly where they're looking. And we wanted to create some something where where you can see, like th- there's a there's a reason why you can see exactly where that monster is looking. So we mm-hmm. replace the eyes with those tentacles, and they become sort of the the view cone. They go in all, in all directions, but I mean, if you're standing behind a pillar or something, you will see these these noodly tendrils you know coming on the sides uh of the 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 pillar that you're standing behind Uh, and it's it becomes really you know clear to you that if you step out on this uh, either side of of this pillar that you're standing behind you will touch one of those tendrils and then the monster will will detect you so yeah it's a nice uh it's it's really just uh, the result of that thought process like how do we do we visualize the view cone of this of this enemy it
0: it does keep you on the edge of your seat i mean it, it's a uh, puzzle solving high intensity combat when the combat comes uh, i mean you've got to your team not only has to be able to sneak around solve puzzles uh be strategic uh but it also there's sometimes where you're just like everyone just fucking shoot shit and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know at that point you have to pick your that battles. point you-
1: yeah when 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 she, you know inevitably hits the fan every once in a while it's good to uh, know have known in advance that that was going to happen yeah. so that you have uh, you know agreed upon within the team what is the fallback plan you know what is um, where's the choke point or the kill zone that you want to create mm-hmm. and, and you, you maybe you've already placed a few trip mines you know around that that part of the of the room or of the of the general area uh, sentry guns, you know, you foam the doors to, to, you uh, reinforce them so that it takes longer for the monsters to yeah. to claw their way through the doors to buy, <laughs> buy you some time. So there's a lot of uh, strategy involved in, in um, anticipating combat situations and preparing for them before they start, you know, I remember the first time
0: we're like, just run back through the door and close it. We close it and we're like, mother of God, they're going through the fucking door. Ah. And we're like, foam it, foam it. And it's like, holy shit, there's no, oh, man. I mean, it, it is just a scare fest, but it's fun. It's suspenseful. Uh, we, I mean, we just got hooked right away. Um, the graphics are excellent for an alpha game. I mean, we played some. We we usually try and play a lot of alpha games, and some are really bad. (coughs) Ghost Recon, Um, and uh, (laughs) not to mention names, and probably a much larger budget, which is surprising than maybe what you guys have. I'm I'm assuming your budgets, but uh, but you know, uh, some of the recent alphas. I mean, we just kind of like seriously. But um, the game almost plays like a finished game, which is pretty amazing. When do do you guys have an anticipated date of release for this at all?
1: Well, we are, you know, there's a lot of features that need to be added uh, yeah. before we we, uh, we can call it a finished game. Uh, and we're super happy, obviously, that people enjoyed this alpha, even though it contained only one expedition.
0: Yeah, people are just uh,
1: grinding the hell out of it. You guys have a ton of people in your Discord. How many people
0: are in your Discord now? Like 50,000 or something like that?
1: Yeah, something. Yeah, it grew from yeah. like, what was it, 12, 11, something like that. And yeah. then during the alpha, it just, you know... I think Five-folded. it's brilliant, too,
0: how you guys are spreading the word. Every time you give someone an alpha code, uh, they can give away three, which is smart because it's a four-player co-op. So you want your three best friends. Exactly. And yeah. I I, you know, I have a Discord for, uh, for what we do with gaming, and it's largely a Destiny Bungie uh, Discord group, but mm. we talk about all games. And one of my friends got an invite from somebody who started playing GTFO, and I was like, well, what is this game? And I started looking at the things. I'm like, "This looks really cool, and so, um, yeah, so we got some more codes. We got our whole crew that's on it. thankfully, one of one of our crew is in the military, so he's really great for games like this because you know he knows how to you know pinch zones, he knows like all this stuff of you know, okay, well, it's set up so that you know he kind of knows the military sort of way of of smartly going around and you know clearing rooms and things of that nature so yeah. he comes he comes in really handy for games like
1: this yeah um, it sounds like a good fit for 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 someone in oh um, the yeah, GTFO yeah. squad
0: yeah if you're gonna play gtfo get a military guy who's <laughs> done basic training at the very least to come help you out because yeah, yeah he will is like you yeah, know you guys need to play the pinch zone and you know fall back and then and then of course you guys, uh, provide the foam and then there's uh trip mines. And then there's a, uh, also, I think it's a gun. It's a turn, I think, isn't it?
1: S- sentry gun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The sentry gun. Wow. That thing really came in handy when we got it.
1: What well, we, we, really we try handy. to think of is also to create tools because there will be more tools than those four. Uh-huh. We want it. We want to have a whole, you know, a bunch of different tools. Um, and the, I think, you know, it, it's, 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 it's a testament, you know, that the game is interesting in other ways than just shooting. When, once you start, you know, feeling the need for things that aren't just, you know, larger mags for your guns or you know, uh, larger calibers for your weapons, but actually, you know, things that help you anticipate the combat and and know things that are otherwise, uh, you know, uh, kept secret from you, sort of. Uh, so yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to to. Um, increase or like widen the set of of tools in the game and see how people really like it'll be angst already in the loadout menu because uh you know whatever tool you choose to bring uh you know that you're leaving all these other tools behind that you can't have because you know even a four player team you can only bring four tools Uh Uh, and in order to be a good you know swiss army knife sort of within the team Uh, Mm -hmm. as a team you want to be a Swiss army knife and and in order for that to happen you need to choose weapons uh, or yeah weapons as well of course but yeah the tools are super important they're they're sort of a class for your character we don't have a class system but whatever tool you choose will be sort of uh, deciding what sort of a uh, character you are in the squad Uh, and we're what I was beginning to say in the beginning of this uh, (laughs) worthy answer is that we're trying to think of ways for the tools to be symbiotic as well so that you know the sentry gun can be placed and then you shoot a little bit of foam in front of the sentry gun and then the oh. monsters will stick in the foam and they and will be the gun will take them out sitting ducks so yeah
0: wow we always uh, foam the doors and then we put the sentry gun on but i never thought about putting that
1: right in front of the yeah foaming the doors <clears throat> or or even just closing the doors uh and then putting um a trip mine on the inside of the door Uh, allows the monsters to sort of crowd on the other side of the Mm -hmm. door and then as they come through there's like five six of them maybe and then they're all they're all killed by that trip mine rather than just setting a mine and 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 just you know the first monster that runs through the doorway will blow up the mine and only that monster dies you know there's a lot of like tactical depth to to just you know the, the the few things we have in the game now and we have a lot of ideas for, for how to expand upon it.
0: Between the terror of the monsters and like, there's some that just have like fucking teeth coming out of their freaking head. And, and some are just utterly gross. Eat before or after you kill them. Uh, some look like they really have had their acne pimple problem get out of hand. Uh, but between that and, and just, okay, we're going to open this door and uh, I just going to break loose. And then you clear a room, and you're like, oh, all right, we cleared the room. And then you're just like, oh, fuck, there's another one. (laughs) Yeah, there's the next room. (laughs) You you go through these waves of relief and then shock and horror and then suspense. And then sometimes you go in a room, and you're just like, is there something here? Is there something? It's really dark. Oh, there's nothing here. Oh, Oh, thank God. There's nothing here, man. Wow.
1: Uh, Three of Three other team members worked on um including me worked on um the payday games mm. uh, payday two uh i worked for on that game uh, actually as a freelancer uh or a consultant or whatever uh adding music and some voice acting to that game for for uh, all the way up until a year ago when they when they officially uh stopped supporting the game but mm-hmm. anyway uh w- we worked on that game and that has you know a little bit of what we're doing in in g t f o mm-hmm. You know, it's a four-player co-op PVE game, purely PVE, you know, no versus mode or anything. And there's a lot, it's a lot about cooperative, you know, cooperation and stuff. Uh, And You have some stealth in that game as well, but it's a little bit less uh, sophisticated in that you can start in stealth, but once you go out of stealth, you you can never go back to sneaking again. And what I think is nice in GTFO is that it can have that, you know, drama curve of going up in intensity and then you can actually sort of contain the combat within the, that room and then as you move on to the next room once you've killed all the monsters you've reset everything and you can go back to stealth again uh and it pays off to really you know even in one room when when once you hear a couple of monsters wake up around you don't resort to firearms immediately you can if if everyone in the team just runs up to one monster each and and kills them with the hammers mm-hmm maybe you can contain even within the room and all the other monsters that are like further away in that same room still haven't woken up. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, yeah, just, you know, keep your head straight and keep your tongue in your mouth. You know, everything is like, uh, yeah, don't, don't go, uh, don't don't resort to, to firearms too quickly, you know?
0: Yeah. It, it, you learn that you learn that very quickly when you run out, when you're, you know, first two rooms, you're out of ammo and you're like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and uh, but no that that up and down of what you were talking about the suspense and then being able to go back to sneaking and the suspense that just makes it worse <laughs> the suspense <laughs> and horror and, and terror but it's it's also thrilling at the same time we're just like oh, this is so crazy let's start again. Yeah. Um, and to me, it was—we all got hooked on it like right away. Within a short time of playing it, I mean, we were, right away. We were just like hooked. We're like, what is this? This is really cool. The gameplay is really nice. I mean, for an alpha, it looks really sweet. Um, it almost comes across like a finished product. Uh, what's the best way people can get access to this game if they want to play the alpha? It's pretty open, isn't it? Uh,
1: yeah, we will. Uh, we will beta test the game a little bit until we go into early access, which, which we're planning to do in December. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of time, but uh, between now and when we're going into early access, we hope to have a few beta tests. And if you want to be part of that, you should sign up to become a 10 Chambers ambassadors okay. uh, ambassador, e- e- either on 10chambers.com uh, or Okay, There will be like a pop-up on the, on the website that asks for your email and you mm-hmm. just sign up. There's no... Uh, doesn't cost anything and uh, it's basically uh, our you know mailing list where we email you every once in a while you know assuming that you're interesting in uh, interested in this game uh a little you know f- a few updates on, on what's happening um and then you'll you'll get instructions on how to acquire uh beta keys and you guys are
0: doing a really great job of building a community, I must say. Uh, if you go into the Discord for you guys, you guys have updates on there. You're totally transparent on on just about everything that people would need to know. Um, and then there's different, there's even different uh, groups that are currently running that you can uh, either interact with or I think join. Uh, there's other uh, groups that are in four-man crews going and doing the stuff. You can almost kind of LFG out of it, if I recall rightly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's basically every time one of your friends gets uh a, a alpha code, you, they have access to three invites. They can send three invites. And I think that's brilliant. It's almost like multi-level marketing.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. We, I mean, we're self-funded and we mm-hmm. have to be really clever with how we use our money. Uh, and we just, this is one of the reasons why the alpha looks uh, and plays so good is uh, at first we thought like let's let's just make an alpha and, and you know for testing the network which is still what it was main, mainly for but at, uh, as we started thinking like okay this is actually going to be the first time a lot of people play the game we're not going to be able to we can you know prevent we can't s- say that people can't you know put up videos of it on youtube or stream it on twitch uh, mm-hmm. and make certain stuff um, but we can't Prevent that. We can't actually enforce that ban uh, if if people would start doing it. So let's just actually polish the alpha until it's plays so well and looks so good that we are it becomes sort of a marketing event. Rather, I think
0: that I think that's freaking brilliant because I test a lot of games and reviewed a lot of games, and there's nothing more annoying than when you've got a and I don't mind NDAs. Uh, you know, I'm used to after ten years NDAs and stuff and 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 things, but there's nothing worse than when you're trying to test the game and you can either see your name on, on the screen so they know who it is if you broadcast it. Yeah. Or you know, and it's got like codes and stuff, and you're like, I can't even see what the hell is going on, in this stupid game. But I think it's brilliant what you guys are doing. You guys are creating a loyal um a loyal base of of um of really committed core people to your vision. They're sharing it out. Like I said, I, I was part of the multiple marketing spread out of, of like, Hey, here's a, here's a, my thing. In fact, I didn't get a code from my friends. I heard from my friends, my friends that got one. And I was like, Whoa, you guys got a code? What? And then I looked it up in the gameplay and I was like, whoa i want to play this game <laughs> and uh so fortunately you know i we have a thing and i wrote to one of your guys in the discord and, and uh, hunted down someone to talk to there and they gave me code I, I don't know, it might have been you um but uh and they were really great and responsive to both both on i think on twitter your so whoever's running your social did a good job too i got answers back from a lot of different sources all at once but then i gave mine and then i got my crew in it and i think it's just brilliant it's a brilliant way to go it looks better than most alpha games. It almost looks like a finished game. Um, in fact, I, I, you, I, if you would have told me that was a finished game, I would have been fine. I would have been like, yeah, yeah, probably. Um, the, um, other the fact there's no checkpoints <laughs> for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, just for me. Yeah, uh, it's noted. But most of my friends, they, they we, I mean, we, we, we went just, we immediately were hooked playing the thing. And yeah. we didn't care. We were, oh, we wiped. Okay. All right. We got to be smarter. We got to work this through. Okay. Yeah. We got to resolve our mistakes. We're used to doing that with raids, uh, you know, on different games like destiny and, and stuff. So we're used, to, we're used to, you know, piling out the crew and going, okay, who's doing what and I'm doing this and you're doing that. And, um, but it's, it's just so damn addictive. And I'm, I'm not big into horror games cause I hate the suspense. Um, One of the problems I used to have with Doom back in the day, and I used to play Doom a lot, was I would get that fight or flight chemical pumped into my stomach (laughs) so much that I, I would start getting violently ill. And I'd have to quit playing because it would just it just overwhelm me. And this game's really different because there's a yin and yang—the suspense and drama and and horror and challenge of where you can have moments of like, let's just all take a breather before we open the next door. We got, we got the room cleared. Let's just all like, whew, calm down, yeah, <laughs> and take a break. And then you know it's just ramping up. <laughs> yeah so so you guys have been at
1: this for how long you guys have been building this game 10 chambers uh three and a half four years wow man that's four, a lot of time four, four years yeah. yeah i mean that's one of the reasons why why it it looks so polished because we've been working on it for mm-hmm. for such a long time before before people got to play it and uh yeah, as you said we have a we have a nice community going uh and they're really you know uh loyal uh we hope uh mm-hmm. Well, we know that we've been uh, we've been keeping them from playing the game for a long time. They've been very patient, which we're happy uh, about that they they've they've been waiting. And uh,
0: well, you guys uh, are doing good updates. I mean, I I've been a person who's built community in my years of being on social, and so you guys are doing just a great job on social. I mean, in my Destiny Discord, we have your news pumped in. So whenever you guys put out a news uh thing it pumps in so we're exposing our our clans and our and our uh, discord to it Um, uh and uh it's just a bloody riot really um are you going to keep it uh set up kind of the format it is or will there maybe be a story mode in the future or does that kind of go against the grain of of the design
1: well well you, you might when you when you start thinking about it you, you you'll realize how difficult it would be to actually have a story mode in a game yeah. where you can play four people together yeah uh because like maybe one or two players in a team of four are interested in the story and then they you know stop to read some sort of a i don't know a log book or, or watching a cut scene or something not that we have the budget to make yeah. cut scenes or anything like that but uh, yeah w- w- the, the story there. there is a story we have a backstory for the entire universe sort of or, mm. or, you know who, who's holding, keeping you captive and who are you and, and uh, where did the monsters come from and everything we have answers to those questions and we're going to reveal them through you know log books and log entries and, and, uh-huh. and like sort of recordings and stuff like that uh, but it'll be on a interested in it basis sort of yeah. so you'll collect these things throughout the uh, you know as you play the game Mm-hmm. And you can you can read those logs in the menu later on, in between sort of your play sessions, r- rather than stop you know stopping the team. Yeah, uh, you don't want to be the one you know reading a log entry while three the three other players are just you know jumping up and down waiting for you, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah or cutscenes
0: are good you know you can skip through those a lot of times uh with any given game but i i i don't know i think the game's perfect the way it is i mean it's unlike anything you know i know a lot of times when we have cutscenes, we really get tired of them i know on a lot of games that
1: i play i shut off the narrative because yeah. i'm just like shut the fuck
0: up just let me play the game i don't want to see your cutscene.
1: What what if one one person wants to see the cutscene and the others skip
0: there? I mean, there's people that there's people that, you know, they're into the story. I've seen people bashing. I mean, I remember when vanilla destiny came out, there are people bashing the story and they're like, uh, you have to tell me a story to make me feel vested in this, I don't, you know, I've just never been that sort of same way. I like to run a gun. The, the lore of some things is cool you don't but, have time for story but no man i mean the graphics are awesome the gameplay is awesome that there's so much involved with uh cerebrally cerebrally is that a word Cerebr- <laughs> Clearly, I went to public school uh there's <laughs> there's a cerebral it's it's not just run a gun it's cerebral strategy it's it's a chess match in space basically with nasty ass aliens um yeah
1: and I think it it you know there there are there are you know things that you can do when the a game is scripted, mm-hmm. like uh, you know dead space games you know and and uh other horror games like uh, you know the the latest Resident Evil you know every time you go behind this door, this thing happens or you know everything is like decided in beforehand with custom animation and it's nice uh, you yeah. know and the music can build up towards something that you know is going to happen uh and that's cool but it's the same every time you play it more or less uh in gtfo we're trying to do something different where it's yeah, like totally random we don't know anything like we yeah. we randomize where the monsters are even you know where the where the uh the key that you're looking for is and stuff like that so the, the, lockers, you know, where the yeah. combat took place in this room last attempt but this time you go there there's not even monsters in that room uh and if you 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 succeed in sneaking past the monsters you know one attempt next attempt maybe you fail and yeah. then that that room becomes you know the place where that huge battle takes place because you accidentally triggered the scout and now you got you know uh, 30 monsters running into that room and stuff like that so re- replayability becomes great just from the fact that it's sort of i mean a sandbox would be the wrong term but you know it's more like uh, open-ended in that you know regard
0: and that makes it fun. That makes it when you keep when you wipe and you go back in, you know that it's not going to be the same exact crap because that would get old quick.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we're 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 striking a nice balance where enough stuff is new for you to you know need to be on your toes at all times, but mm-hmm. at the same time you can learn from past mistakes because you know sort of what what it's all about in that part of the of the map. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah. So so it's it's uh, it's a balance there. We don't we didn't want to. Change too much because then then it becomes you know if you can't learn from past mistakes you're making so little progress every attempt. Yeah, and we want people to to be able to play it for like you know six, uh, eight, ten attempts and then actually make the progress. As you said, I'm flattered that you uh, played for twenty attempts uh, and and didn't grow tired of it uh, until. No, in fact, the only thing that, we're growing you know, tired
0: of is just being at the edge of our suspense seats where we're just like. <laughs> I got to take a break and feel my legs and and, uh, to kind of unwind from all this horror of these crazy monsters that are going to be bad nightmares later. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um Well, that's no, nice was, to hear. Fun. That's what we hear from a lot of people that it's it's fun even in failure. Like even yeah. when you fail, you're having a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, the fact that it, it, it takes so long, you know, it's a rather long expedition. The Alpha expedition that we released, we wanted to kick the door in uh, and really, you know, show the the community when we've said that the game is hardcore, that it's going to be difficult and it's going to put a lot of pressure on you as a team to actually coordinate and communicate and and move as a unit and really play together and cooperate rather than as we we, we, i'd like to say that a lot of games that claim to be cooperative are really only games where you play alongside one another but you don't really need to cooperate you know one player can carry the team that's not the 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 case in in gtfo and and anyway when when, my team's sorry go ahead uh, yeah, when we uh, unleashed the game, we wanted to, to really show that, that the game can be really hard. So we, we released this. We, we let we allowed this alpha expedition. There's one expedition that people got to play during the alpha to be very challenging, so that people could you know really uh, appreciate it. And, and what we got from a lot of people is that you know even failing is fun because it's it, uh, yeah. Not a lot of games put this sort of pressure on you, and it's fun to be challenged like this
0: yeah see a lot of games that we'll play especially with my crew is uh between raiding or dungeons you know three man raids six man or six man raids three man dungeons um you know there's a there's a lot of this that goes on there's some games that that make the mechanics so incredibly stupid painful and just they overdo it because i guess they lack the creative concept to do anything else um that you just you just wanna quit some of those games and sometimes we do. Um the, the interesting thing about what you guys did with the mechanics of it, the mechanics are very simple. Um at least you know from what we've seen so far. I mean you, you have a club, you have a limited amount of ammo. You can't just run around and club everything because then shit gets out of hand quick. Um and not everything unless you do a full club hit kills it. So you, you wanna be strategic in in what you're doing. <laughs> Um, so there's, what's really cool is there's not too many mechanics, but the mechanic, there are mechanics there and they're unforgiving (laughs) and that just makes them all the more, uh, like you're like, okay, well we've got to stick with the mechanics, but you know, it's not like we're, you know, oh, you have to stand on a plate over there and I got to hold up my arm. Someone's going to scratch their fucking belly and you know, we got to pull a rubber band and you know, it's just stupid shit that you're just like. For fuck's sake, I just want to kill stuff. I'm just here to deal with my issues from childhood, and uh, you know i you know it's it's one of the complaints I have some of my favorite game makers that you know they've taken the game mechanics just way too far for like a raid or a dungeon. you're just like, look man there just there just becomes a point where it reaches level of stupidity, and you guys i mean it's really simple it's not like I gotta go to college or or read an encyclopedia to figure out how to beat the game. You know, <laughs> I mean, we, we learned mostly through failure and, and we're used to doing this a little bit. I think most gamers are, they're hardcore gamers. We're, we're used to problem solving and, yeah. and crew. I don't know what the right word is. Crewmanship where you, you know, okay, you do that, you do this, you get that tool, you know, so it it's a lot of fun. I was super impressed with the game. And it's like I said, as far as I was concerned, if you were to tell me it was a finished product, I would have believed it. Uh, graphics are cool. The aliens are just freaky as I mean, if it's not bad enough that the aliens, you know, are gonna kill you and crap, it, they're horror to look at.
1: Yeah. They're they're very ugly. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just like that dude is.
0: Oh my god, it's just as open now. what the hell is going on? And so it's just fun. So Ten Chambers, tell us about who Ten Chambers is, what you guys
1: did, how you got here and all that stuff uh 10 chambers was uh founded by uh Ulf Anderson who mm-hmm. uh, was the uh c- brain behind the um payday games the entire franchise actually mm-hmm. so he 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 was a founding member of uh Overkill Software which mm-hmm. created uh and developed the uh, the first payday game Payday the Heist uh as was I actually one of the founding members but yeah he went on to to create this new um company and he named it Ten Chambers because he wanted to, uh, ma- you know, in the name sort of it indicate that th- we're not supposed to grow beyond ten people, because he thinks and I agree with him fully that you know the best parts of our both our ca- careers in gaming, which have I think we he's been working in games since late nineties, and I worked in professionally mm-hmm. in games since two thousand. So both of our, of, of our careers, we've we've been on larger companies and we've been in smaller ones and it's always been more fun to be in the smaller ones because you can really put your your you know your mark or your thumbprint on the on the product and you can become sort of more uh integral to the to the development uh, rather than being a small cogwheel in a in a larger machinery so uh yeah we're we're keeping it small right now we're nine people so we have Mm -hmm. room for for one more uh we're all you know, friends or, or, uh, past colleagues from, from other companies. So we all know one another from before. And, uh, yeah, that creates a certain culture within the company. Uh, and we have a nice, you know, shorthand and a, a rapport, uh, and, uh, yeah.
0: That's, uh, we, that's pretty
1: awesome, man. 10 people building this game, man. That's crazy. Yeah, and that, and that includes, uh, you know, biz dev and, and, uh, uh, yeah that is crazy man economy and everything it, but it probably makes it better because like i've yelled at different game developers
0: uh usually on my youtube videos being like and, I, and i'll be like who the hell is the one that signs off on this because i want to find them and beat them shitless <laughs> um i don't condone violence i mean that is a joke in every way out at all times but still i'm just like whoever keeps making these decisions at XYZ developer needs to get fired. And I want to find who that is. And then you realize that some of these developers, you know, have tens of thousands of people or thousands of people. And there's probably not one guy, but there's some of them where I'm just like, I could, you could sit me in your meeting and you, you would have floated that idea that you did that ruined the game, drove people from it. Uh, and I would have told you as a player, that's the dumbest fucking thing you could do. And, uh, and you kind of realize, you know, especially if you work in a lot of corporations, that the, the group think from th- sometimes contributes to an incredible amount of stupid, um, because there's a group think of people and, and it just kind of spreads to a, like either peer pressure or, or like, yeah. well, let's just all do that. And, you know, you get a hundred people that decide they want to do that. And then you're, yeah, or
1: once, you know, there's too many million dollars invested in the product exactly. it becomes, um, you know. Decisions are made. Uh, what's the word? Decision by. Uh, <laughs> Divi- decision by the uh, distributors. No, <clears throat> no, no. Decision by. Sorry, I'm I'm blacking out here. What, Divi- what the decision is, by committee? Committee, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and that's and that, that kills creativity, really. Yeah, because it really at does. that point you're you're starting to to listen to too many people, and you yeah. can't have a vision. You
0: know? Yeah. Bungie, Bungie was rumored to have some of those relationships with Activision, and uh, and some of the toss, tussle about the the, um, you know, the demands of the game and how it was laid out, how it was played out, and, mm-hmm. and what they wanted. And, you know, nowadays where we live in this world where everything's a loot box and you got to pay to play, uh, sort of uh, enhancements to the game. You know, it, yeah. it becomes really you start moving away from like, are you a casino machine or are you a <laughs> Are we playing games here? What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah, but yeah no, I, I, I love the game. I, Ten people, holy crap, man! Does that does that create
1: extra pressure though for you guys, or extra workload? Or are you guys able to manage it? Um, I mean, we have to be really clever with how we manage our yeah. time and money because uh, we can't do what you know the AAA
0: developers
1: yeah. and and publishers do. We don't have that sort of a capacity. Uh, but we can do other things like uh we can do g t f o basically because uh i don't think that this is a game that you would ever see from a a, a larger you know publisher or game developer because mm-hmm. they they wouldn't dare to to uh invest their money and time into something that is so niche, yeah, they'd be like,
0: they'd be like where are the loot boxes. <laughs> The, uh, yeah.
1: And and probably keeping the cost down
0: will add to the profitability. I mean, I launched a lot of companies in my younger days where we uh, launched them with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, sweat equity, if you will. <laughs> and uh, once we finally, you know, started selling the crap out of it, we became immediately profitable and can invest can reinvest our profits. Yeah. Um, and that that makes a whole big of a difference. Um, and then, of course, you know, I mean, you guys are doing a great job listening to the community, keeping your ear in the ground. You guys have built a good community. Um, some of the big problems that we have with some of the big developers is they get lost in the community or they only appeal to streamers or they only listen to streamers. They don't listen to everybody that's in the game. You know, it's like, oh, you don't have a Twitch channel? Fuck you, we're not listening to you. Um, and one of the problems that I've had with some of the games that I've had is they listen to the Twitch streamers who pretty much will, you know, be yes men to anything that people say. I mean, there's some of them that are critical, but they're they're not as critical as they should be because they're, you know, making money off the game and getting people to watch it. So they don't want to, you know, you don't want to shoot the uh, the 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 golden goose in the head by declaring it's it's a crappy build but uh yeah. sometimes they listen to developers and or the the twitch people and they tell them you know the twitch guys will make it harder and it's like dude not everyone's a professional game player and once you drive away the casual players um i don't know if you got 10 twitch players that will play the game <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then everyone leaves and i run a lot of clans uh in just about any game that we play i build a clan. And try and run clans, and so I really am affected, and get to see when a game turns a corner and alienates the the casual uh, player base, and mm-hmm. they move to another game. Sometimes yeah. it's game launch that does that. You know, everyone's always like, "What's the news game?" Uh, but there are other times where they do something that the whole audience just goes,
1: um, "Nah, we're out of here." um anthem. didn't sign up um, for this you know <laughs> uh and, and it's important to maintain to have a vision and and and, and go for it you know because then yeah. y- your audience knows what you're all about and then you can you, you find the people that want what you're what you're prepared to deliver
0: yeah. And so I think it's good because with 10 people, you can keep your ear to the ground. You can listen to what's going on. You know, you don't have to, like you say, get lost in community where, you know, some boardroom guy comes in and goes, what the hell are we doing? And the sales marketing comes in and goes, we need to get this game launched." You're like, it's not ready. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you guys can just make the probably better decisions, but it sounds like you guys are in your own kind of like, uh, you know, 10 player suspense drama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sort of. <laughs> You're sort in of, your yeah. own ten co-op, if you will, ten-player yeah, co-op. <laughs> How do we build this game? <laughs> this thing launched, and yeah. uh we're living on top ramen.
1: Who's um, the tank?
0: But no, it's cool. It sounds like you guys got some really good developers there. uh That worked on a lot of other games and can bring that collective knowledge to this stuff. um oh, Definitely, yeah. Are you guys gonna stick with ten people until you launch this game or do you do you see you ramping up uh I mean, No, close, we're gonna or? be
1: we're nine now. We can go up to ten. So we uh-huh. we got one more maybe. Does but the ten we include have,
0: a PR agent to do the marketing
1: <laughs> Yeah, we ha- we have a little bit of uh like peripheral uh members and uh Oh there you go. So you peripheral uh, members ambassadors and so. stuff. Yeah, consultants mm-hmm. that we use uh uh for, for certain uh aspects of the development but yeah the core team is is the nine of us nice this is this is brilliant
0: this is amazing man and and i've interviewed a lot of different uh independent makers and they're usually like you know 12 players 15 people and of course they have the constraints of the the, the budget but a lot of times you make some you make better project products uh having that gun to your head uh even in movies you know uh yeah, having a yeah. Gun to your head sometimes create some of the best work as opposed to, uh, you know, I, I remember back in the day when I used to build my companies, we had a gun to our head because it was our money. It was our sweat equity. And then once we got money and started building other companies, we just blow all sorts of stupid money. And we're like, why are we losing $50,000 in the first year? Oh yeah. That's because we're just being sloppy and stupid and lazy. And so sometimes you do your best work. With that gun to your head it's kind of funny how life
1: works yeah you gotta you gotta have the right amount of money like you can't have zero <laughs> but you can't yeah. have too much because then you start yes yeah, you said like i mean what, what matrix movie is the best one it's the first one because first one, yeah. after that the I, i'm sure the movie oh, studio just was like you stupider have stupid every movie you can do whatever you want now you have all the money because we huh. know it's a hit and then the second or the third one my personal opinion is that they're yeah, they just get worse. I, there, I, yeah, I agree
0: with you. They just got Increasing more worse, worse and more uh CG CGI and to the point where you're just like this is just like I don't know what this is. You guys just everything is CGI. It's yeah. real. I don't even know what's real anymore. Um well, and we're, we my... we hope
1: that we we have that sort of a balance, yeah. Yeah, like where we're, we're yeah.
0: I we... think it's great. I can't think of any game that's like it that I've ever played. Um but uh i think it's cool we were addicted from the start and even though we yeah. had early failures we're like let's
1: get back the fuck in there
0: uh it is
1: it is in the pedigree i mean when you say that it's nothing they're out there like it uh, i agree it isn't the pedigree of you know left for dead obviously mm-hmm. you know sort of founded the entire genre of the four-player co-op uh, first person shooter mm-hmm. uh and as i mentioned we've worked on on um uh, the payday games uh but we want to take it further and and make it harder and more you know demanding for the team to really communicate and coordinate and not get away with playing sloppy or absent mindedly you know so uh it 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 is a game that it's taxing i i i can totally understand that as a player you're you're not going to be playing this for you know it's not an eight hour straight sort of experience uh because it's taxing on you uh it's a layer cake, and it doesn't contain a lot of relief. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, that's other games can have that. You know, when the bright colors or the bright, you know, the the bright lit, you know, uh, and surroundings and and uh, yeah, even you know, cutscenes and stuff. Uh, P, you know, versus modes. There's a lot of things that we're excluding in this in this game in order to be. I able think to I, focus and I think it's smart.
0: I think it's smart and if you could have a sidebar of, you know, Hey, if you want to watch this stupid video over here, or this, you know, lore lower trailer or something like that or whatever, um, you know, it'd be kind of cool. But, but yeah, I think if you had too many cutscenes in the game, it would be, it would kind of blow it. Cause you, you would, you would be dis, you would, it would be disengaging you from your interests and in stuff, you know, I, and here's the funny thing. When, when, when we're doing like a raid or a dungeon or like uh different other events in a game because of the repetitive nature of it, not the randomization where the enemies yeah. are all the same, everything is the same and you're doing it repetitively and you're not completing it. Then you just want to quit. But with this thing, everything was so different and you go through different paths. If I recall correctly, right. And there's different paths you can go through depending yeah. upon the randomization of the game. And so you, you're not in the same place. And so, you know, it's just create. You're like, wow. Okay, well, we came through here and there was a shitload of enemies. Now there's not. Okay, great. Um, that just means the next room is a shitstorm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it, It's a great game. If you guys want to check it out, you can go to Steam. Uh, you can uh, sign up to uh, I forget what the name of the marker is on the game that you can take and do. Uh, you can add it to your wish list on Steam. Uh, yeah, that'd be can, lovely. You could try and find uh, hit that button so that they know they got a great game. Um. Uh, people that will buy the game. Uh, you can try and find the Discord, I guess, that people want uh, for you guys. Uh, I took and hunted down your Discord, and then I hunted down your uh, Twitter and stuff like that and started reaching out to people. But uh, that or, you know, you know, ask somebody who has the game uh, for a code and then invite three of your friends, and, and you got a team. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a team. So I, I love the game. I still love it. Uh, I think we're going to go back and play around with it um some more as you guys develop some more stuff on it and uh yeah the only thing i think i the only thing i was missing is uh you know a weak mode for the weak checkpoint <laughs> player <laughs> and well, you know a lot of my friends they were like we don't give a fuck we're just because every time we would go deeper so we yeah. you know the thing we always say to ourselves in that case is we're like well we're making progress
1: <laughs> yeah 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 as long <laughs> we as you're making progress it's
0: yeah <laughs> But, yeah, the, the horror and the suspense after a while, it does, after a few hours of playing, it was grinding us. And we're just like, okay. You've got to be go. a little bit of a masochist. Yeah, it's like, I, I, yeah, it is masochistic. It is. It definitely is. Horror, but it's fun. It's thrilling. I mean, it's not only suspenseful and horror, but it's a thrill. <laughs> and yeah. it just gives you that drug where you're just like, oh, yeah, we got to say there's room and uh yeah just a lot of fun is so the, there anything more we need to know about you guys what you guys are building here gtfo etc
1: no i mean uh basically we've said it like we 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 this is a game aimed towards uh people who like playing games in cooperative you know squad uh no. you know players uh you know rainbow six sort of people more than, uh, left for dead, I'd say, because there's more of a strategic and a tactical aspect to the game. Yeah. than yeah. most other games uh, that you would compare it to. And, and, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, you will be able to play with, with random people, but mm-hmm. it's not recommended because, you know, it's so easy to, yeah, you definitely to fail when, when you're not communicating and you don't have, you know, the shorthand and everything. Uh, and it starts even in the in the loadout screen, like choosing the, the gear and really, you know, we can see what to they the have team. too. I like that aspect. Yeah, you can see what everyone else is carrying and you, you yeah. should you should discuss, you know, what should I bring in order yeah. to complement what everyone else has.
0: And that works uh, really good on that load screen because um Anytime I'm in any sort of raid or dungeon or anything like that, where we always have to ask us, what, "What are you? What are you? What are you wearing? What are you running?" There's ways yeah. you can go look it up, but it's a real pain in the ass. You have to go through a couple of screens. Uh, so I like the way you guys build it up. But yeah, this is one of those games I was just hugely addicted to, addicted to from the get-go, and most of my friends were too. And uh, you know, anybody who's been a raider, or dungeon runner, um, who likes the cerebral effect of a game as opposed to just Shooting and killing things, but you'll really love shooting and killing things. Um, it's it's great. The graphics are a little bit of that as well. Yeah, I think my friend had it jacked up to I think 2K, I think he did, and it was running pretty good for him. Um, the graphics are awesome. I mean, it it really looks like a polished finished game as far as I'm concerned, but uh, uh, I just loved it. So if you can get a chance, guys, check it out. You can go to gtfothegame.com. Uh you can also sign up to be ambassador with them at 10 chambers.com. or if you want more background thing on the company. You can add them to your wish list on Steam. Please I do, definitely yes. I definitely highly would recommend it. Uh you can apply to be an ambassador if you want, share the message, look for the Discord, look for their stuff on Twitter. Uh anything more we need to cover there? No, I'm all right. We got it all. Check it out guys. I highly recommend it. I had a lot of fun with it and, uh, I think you will too. And I think once the game is like fully finished, it's just going to be freaking amazing. And it's so different than any other game that's out there in the marketplace, at least in my opinion. So that's what I'm saying is stick it to it. All right. Well, thanks for being on with me on the show, Simon. We certainly appreciate it. Tell all the guys, uh, there at GTFO. Um, it's awesome. <laughs> And thanks we'll for look having forward me to, uh, seeing the finished part of the game maybe having you guys back on at that time
1: yeah yeah, yeah absolutely we'd be happy right,
0: to bud. come back all right well thank you very much thanks for, my audience for tuning in we certainly appreciate you and uh we'll see you next time